Hi, welcome to episode number 18 of Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience. I am your host, Gladys Bell, and do we have something special for you today. Stay with us as one of our authors, Dottie Minkhouse, who is a member of the podcast team, shares one of her blogs. And after that, she updates her experience in a candid conversation with Kristen Michener, a motherless daughter, blog writer, and also a member of our podcast team. Let's listen in. The holiday season is a time to gather together family and friends. It is a joyous time of year, but it can also bring painful reminders that there are some who are no longer here. Our loved ones leave behind an empty chair when they pass on. The empty chair at the dinner table at Thanksgiving. The empty chair by the Christmas tree. The place where mom always sat now sits empty. A physical manifestation of our grief. It isn't just the empty chairs. It is also a missing voice in conversation, a laugh, or a special dish that mom always made. We all feel her absence, and the holiday doesn't feel the same without her. I remember that first Thanksgiving and Christmas without my mom. Her empty chair, the air thick with grief. The following year, my papa passed away. Now, we had two empty chairs. The joyous occasion didn't feel quite right without them. Many years have passed since then, and now the chairs are overflowing. On my mom's side of the family, the empty chairs are now filled with my two cousins, significant others, and four children. My cousin's husband, Claudio, also brings his Brazilian family and friends to the table. Thanksgiving this year was a packed house of both Germans and Brazilians celebrating together. I am so thankful for the wonderful Brazilians joining our German family and sharing their colorful language, food, and culture with us. My dad has since remarried, and now I have new family members that I didn't expect to have. Prior to this, I never had any living siblings. I now have two stepbrothers and sisters-in-law, three nieces, and one nephew. I have enjoyed the family dinners, seeing my nieces and nephew grow up, and the laughter through the years. The empty chairs, whether it be an empty chair at the dinner table, a phone that never rings, or a Christmas card that you know won't be coming, can be a source of pain. However, I have found comfort in new traditions in those who have filled the empty chairs. We're going to take a short break and then come back to a discussion about the empty chairs at our table. Healing from mother loss is a lifelong journey filled with grief, growth, and grace. The scars go deep and the pain can be relentless. Mother loss affects every aspect of a woman's being, regardless of age of loss or how the loss occurred. Our Monday virtual support groups are the life raft you've been needing. Here we offer you a safe space where motherless daughters can deepen relationships and develop a support network for continuous healing. Regardless if you lost your mother through death or through emotional absence or narcissism, you do not have to walk this journey alone. For more information, visit our website at motherlessdaughtersministry.com and click on the Groups and Classes tab. 
Hi, this is Dottie Mankhouse, author of The Empty Chairs blog. I'm here with Kristen, a fellow podcast team member, and we are going to discuss the pearls found in this blog. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, Dottie. I'm so excited that we get to talk about this blog because I think it really hits home with so many people, especially now that we are in the holiday season, which is hard to believe it got here so quickly. So the reason I really like empty chairs is because it's a visual representation of how we're feeling inside in our hearts. There's just that emptiness, the empty chair that no one can fill. And so that really touched me when you went into, it's not just an empty chair. It's a missing voice in the conversation. It's a laugh. It's a special dish. So an empty chair is really just the start of what you're missing out on whenever you lose your mother. Have the holidays gotten easier as time has gone by? Yes, it has. There's some things that are still difficult for me, like decorating my house for Christmas. That was something that my mom and I did together. We would always up the tree together dad would basically we use an artificial tree because i'm allergic to real ones but uh dad would always put together the artificial one and then mom and i would decorate it and we did that together we would play christmas music and just dance around the tree and put ornaments on it and she always did the tinsel because she always did it a certain way to make it look like snow and i would hold the tinsel and (laughs) follow behind her while she put it up and Ever since she's been gone, I feel like it never looks right when I wherever I do it. And it always makes me upset. I get out a picture of trees in Christmas past and it never looks the same. Even though I do it the same way she did, I'm sure she would be proud with how it looks, you know, that it looks like snow and how she did it. But for me, it never quite looks the same. Yeah. And I, I just miss that time of just dancing around the living room uh, with her putting up Christmas decorations. So that can still be uh, kind of hard for me. Past years, I haven't really decorated for Christmas much, but I uh, just haven't really felt much like it. But it has gotten easier as the chairs have filled up. It was difficult after my grandfather passed and my mom passed. In fact, my mom's last Christmas. I didn't really enjoy because right before, like on Christmas Eve or something, I found out I overheard people talking about my grandfather being terminal. And I didn't know that I knew he was sick with lung cancer, but I didn't know that he was dying. So that really tainted the last Christmas I had with my mom because I was upset about my grandfather being terminally ill. Little did I know that my mom would pass three months after that because I didn't know that she was terminally ill. So I kind of missed out on enjoying my mom's last Christmas because of that. And then, you know, the following Christmas, there was mom's empty chair. And it was just the the air was very thick with grief. You know, everybody, I mean, it was the elephant in the room, that empty chair that she wasn't there. And especially with the Christmas with just my father and I, it was really quite evident that she wasn't there, you know, especially if you have three people in a house and you have one missing, it's really obvious who's missing. And even at the Christmas with my grandparents and my aunt and my cousins, it was very evident that she wasn't there. And then the following Christmas, because my grandfather died in October of 2004, he wasn't there. So we had two back-to-back Christmases where somebody was missing. And 
it, it was it was hard because it was the elephant in the room. But since then, this chair has been filled up by my cousin's uh, husbands and their children. And my dad got remarried. And so those chairs are filled up by my stepmother's kids and grandkids. So filling those chairs is important because it distracts you from like who's not there. And it just adds more joy because there's people there. It's not just emptiness. There's fullness there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's remind the listeners, how old were you when you lost your mom? I was 16. 16. Okay. So in your house, it's you, your dad, you're 16. That is such an age where a girl really needs her mother. Now, were there any empty chairs before your mom passed? Yes, actually, I was thinking of this uh, while I was preparing for this discussion. And an empty chair that I hadn't thought about when I wrote that blog was the empty chair that my sister should have been in. When I was two years old, my mother was pregnant with my younger sister. And on their wedding anniversary, my mom went in for a routine appointment and they didn't find a heartbeat. And so the following day, my mom was induced and gave birth to my sister. She was stillborn a week before the due date. There was many times where I would sit at my kitchen table growing up and, you know, even now. And the table that we had when I was a kid was just a plain rectangular table. I was in the middle and my mother and father were on either end. And across from me was this empty chair. And I would always look across at that empty chair at that table at dinner time, and I knew that someone should have been there, and that was my sister Danielle. We would call her Danny for short. And you know, a lot of times people talk about what it's like for parents that are having fertility issues and you know trying for children and having miscarriages and stillbirths and how that affects them, but. I haven't really heard much discussed about how it affects the other siblings, if there are other siblings. Yeah. That's not something I've ever really heard discussed much, but it did impact me a lot growing up, and it still does now. It's a common question to ask people, oh, do you have siblings? And I never know how to answer that question, because on one hand, yes, I'm an only child, because it's just me. But when I answer oh, I'm an only child, I feel guilty because I feel like I'm denying that my sister ever existed. Mm, But if I say, oh, yeah, I have a sister, then I have to explain what happened to her and that loss. And that's difficult. And so a lot of times when I'm asked that question, it depends on who's asking how I answer. And if I want to go into the fact that my sister is gone. And in relation to my mother loss, I frequently have wondered if things would have been different for me in dealing with it had my sister been alive. If she would have been there, she would have been 13 at the time my mom passed. Or maybe she would have been 12. She would have been 12 when my mom passed. And would that have made things better to have someone to talk to that was going through the same exact loss that I was? Or would it be more difficult because she would have been younger and I would have had more of a mother figure to her. I'm not really quite sure if that would have helped or hurt me, but I still wonder 
what it would would have been like. And whenever her birthday comes around, I always think of how old she would be and what she would be like. What kind of person would she be? What kind of things would she be into? What career she would have? And even though she was just a baby, she was still born. I, I think of that a lot. And I know that it really affected my parents and the rest of my family. A few years later, my mom wrote in one of her journals, Some of the pain I've been carrying around with me since little Danny was stillborn three years ago may have been released. The spare room was always a painful place for me. A picture of an empty crib would always flash into my mind whenever I stepped inside. Now I see a picture of a nice young man named Alper who is staying with us for a while until he's finished with his co-op assignment with P&G, and then he returns to Turkey. I hope he doesn't ever think he's a burden, especially since he has lifted such a burden for my heart. He probably will never know what a godsend he has been for me. So instead of an empty chair, it was an empty crib, but now she saw Alper filling that empty space with something joyful. You know, the, a joyful... A young man that's moving forward in his career and sharing his culture from Turkey with us helped my mom heal from the loss of my sister. Uh, that's why I think it's it's wonderful if you go through such a loss to try to fill those chairs with joy so that you don't think of what you're missing. Yeah. And it does, like you said, it goes back to what you said about, you know, your father being married. And so there's some new family members that you didn't even know that you would have. And so while the chairs may not be empty, all of them, there's still that empty space. So what do you do with that each holiday? Well, we know that the chairs have kind of just filled themselves with my uh, family, with my dad. You know, the chairs are filled by my stepbrothers and their kids and it's it's wonderful to be able to have nieces and nephews since i don't have any siblings that are living to have nieces and nephews to be an aunt to but you know it's fun to play games with them and you know we you know sometimes we play trivial pursuit and it's just a fun time and just talking around the dinner table and drinking wine and stuff and you know with my mom's uh, family you know those chairs are filled by my family members and, you know, sort of significant others. And my cousin's husband, Claudio, with his Brazilian family, that just adds another just fun, fun layer of people to the family. Uh, they share their Brazilian culture and cooking with us. And that Thanksgiving was a lot of fun. It was just different to hear in one room Portuguese being spoken and the other room, uh, you know, English. And just, it was just a fun mix of cultures. So, um, yeah. It really filled fill those chairs and, you know, you don't think about it like you still do. Um, that Thanksgiving, you know, we were missing my my Nana and, um, you know, she, she was, had passed by then. And I thought of her, but I was enjoying, too busy enjoying the people that were there. Yeah, yeah. If people are, are dealing with an empty chair this holiday season, I would encourage you to fill those empty chairs with friends, you know, invite a friend or a neighbor to uh, your holiday dinner. Just invite more people, invite family members. Maybe you haven't seen in a while. Say, Hey, we're having a dinner. Why don't you come join us? Or even a, a coworker that you're close with just somebody so that 
there's more people there and you can just be joyous and play games and it's it will still be a hard time because you, you will always miss those people in your lives that aren't there but you can enjoy the people that are here yeah i think that is really great advice dotty that so many of us can use around the holidays and really all year long Thank you so much, Dottie, for sharing this with us. We know mother loss is not easy, but we also know you're not alone. And so because of your bravery, you're helping you're helping someone who has an empty chair. And I just think it's wonderful that you're sharing your story. Thank you. I, I really hope that this has helped somebody out there. So thank you. Thank you for spending some of your time with us today. As we enter the holiday season, we invite you to explore all of our resources as support. Visit us at www.motherlessdaughtersministry.com. We'll be praying for you and yours. Until the next time, remember, you are not alone.